everybody. Welcome to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. On today's episode, Brian and I break down and review episode 5 of the Kenobi series that's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Entertainment. everybody to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. I'm your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, I have Darth Vader, I mean, Brian, with me. Brian, how's it going? Good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no Let me go get a- my inhaler quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just trying something new for our video podcast. So Yeah, if, I'll uh, spice it up a little. That's right. If you uh, are just listening, you're probably like, what is he talking about? Well, you have to check our YouTube channel out for what I am uh, talking about. But uh, we are going to review episode five of part five of um, Kenobi, the series. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Brian, you were not on the podcast last week. You're uh, well, Chris, Chris came on to. Yes, uh, yes I listened the- and he did adequate. He no. did adequate. He wasn't he Brian, though. He was, it was a Brian, good podcast. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you think, though, of episode four? Because I didn't get your thoughts. I don't think about it yet. No, um, man, it's been a week already. It was the episode where um, Leia was on the ship or no. It what was, was the episode uh, where Kenobi had to break into the Inquisitor's Inquisitorium. Yeah. OK, so Reva was name. torturing Leia. Yeah. That whole thing was yeah. embarking. Um, it was definitely the I, I I feel like it was the weakest episode of the uh, series so far. Yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't a huge fan, especially like what developed in this episode, the way that she was treating Leia. Just it doesn't add up at all. As well as you know, Kenobi going through like the the station and stuff was just a recreation of you know the future movie. It felt like as well. So I don't know. I it, it, it was nice that um, we could see Obi-Wan kind of getting his groove back mm-hmm. as he was going through kind of like the different levels to find. There's some interesting stuff with like the Jedi in um, stuck in that amber. Yes. Um, but, you know, I plot wise, especially with this only being six episode series, it just didn't really move anything forward. You know, I I honestly I was hoping for uh, Obi-Wan vader every episode scenario that we got with this episode i wish it was this with every episode going through this series so you can kind of see the yin and the yang of um both of them yeah when we do our official review the great the good the bad the ugly for this series and we talk about changes we want to see that's going to be something i'm going to kind of bring up uh, about what what we would have rather seen but i think last week's episode to be to be uh, frank, it was the most de- divisive among even the fan base, like either mm. people loved it or they didn't love it. And then it caused a lot of like, because I'm I'm just getting into like the social media aspect, like TikTok and all that stuff. And when you watch people like react, it was like one side of the fan base was like it was hot trash. The other side of that fan base is like, oh, we love everything that Star Wars puts out. And then like they called each other like idiots and you don't know, you know, what's a good story and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow, guys, it's just a TV show as much as I, you know, I'm a big fan of Star Wars, but, you know, calling people names and stuff, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I get that 
main part of the story is getting Leia back to her family. Okay. But also this is the Obi-Wan series and we need to see his, you know, his journey through all of this and what he's kind of going through and kind of pushes him forward. And, you know, it, it fulfilled that for about like 20% of it, but the rest, the 80% of it was just this kind of filler episode with, you know, showing kind of Leia has some force sensitivity abilities and stuff where she can resist. And then uh, Reva as well, like kind of like hinting at her story, but not really getting into it at all, which is just annoying. And then we finally like get everything in one episode this week for it, but it should have been plotted out a little bit better as well. I feel like. I agree. I agree. The, the one thing that um, I'm just like is the writing continues to kind of baffle me. There's some things I really like that they put in there. And there's some things I'm just like, what are you thinking here? Like, and I know a lot of like the big, the big excuse uh, for um, that is everyone's like, well, George Lucas's Star Wars back in the 70s was real goofy at times too. And it's like, yeah, mm. but this isn't the 70s anymore. Right. Like, yeah. Um, the the writing involves your your audience evolves so you got to kind of evolve with it and it's not that it's one goofy thing it's like a ton of goofy things that keep happening and i'm just like what i don't understand why anyone logically in a real life situation would make decisions that they 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 would put in yeah especially in the area of television that we're at you know yeah it's on caliber with movies right now. You have these great series that are out and doing great and they're able to bring them back, you know, and fans love them. So mm-hmm. it's like, you have to step up your game. Um, Disney needs to step it up. I think one of the main issues with this is that they're doing these short episodes mm-hmm. and it's only six episodes and we're getting a half an hour out of each of them. That needs to be rectified. And, you know, we should at least be getting like a standard tv show is just like 45 minutes if i'm watching law and order svu it's like 45 minutes at the least i don't know why we're doing 30 minutes um you know there's plenty of film and you know you can get it to fill out all of this i'm sure and you know develop the story more you know an extra 10 minutes would add so much to these episodes yeah i agree the other thing is like the you know, we can we can debate whether the week to week formula or the binging formula works yeah. better. But I think in this series, it almost would have been better for like a drop all type of series. 100%. I mean, I 100%. love the, the discourse and the fact we get to talk about it. But I just feel like a lot of problems would have been solved if it's just like, let's drop it all because from one episode to the next, you know, you know, fans are going to be like baffled if you just if you can't make 45 minute episodes, just drop the entire thing. And then fans won't, I think, react in the way they would have with episode four because they would have just went right to episode five and been like, oh, this is actually, you know solid or whatever we'll talk about that in a second but yeah i think that's the other thing is it's it's in the era we live in where everything is binged um it's almost like or or you could have dropped the first three episodes one week and then the next three episodes next week or two and two and two and two or whatever but yeah they started out with two episodes and just dropping two together i think would have been a better play than what they're doing right now yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah and you know with that it's like for a series like Mando, it works if it's week by week because we don't know what's going to happen in the story. This Correct. we know what the final outcome is going to be. That's true. So 
you know, you're creating a story to guy and get us there, but we know where it's going to end up. It's going to end up with him still on Tatooine, Vader still being Vader. You know, it's not like one of them die. We know that Reva's going to die in this because she's not in anything else, you know, but it's yeah it, it just works better for this specifically with binge because I'm, I'm i'm a binge person like if a series comes out i'll watch the whole thing in in a weekend and just go from there because it's just i want to get the whole story and you kind of lose my attention if it's going week from week especially if it's not a strong story so yeah and i think that's the point is like it's so surprising to me that a series called Obi-Wan Kenobi's doesn't you don't have the strongest story you could possibly have for it you know you know, I, I, there was one thing um, I was on uh, TikTok and there was this guy who talked about like um, that he would like flashbacks like that's what he was hoping for episode four. Mm-hmm. And like this other guy like was criticizing him like you shouldn't have expectations. And I'm just like, dude, how? why not? Like you're supposed to have expectations when you watch stuff like otherwise you can, you know, they can put out whatever yeah. they want. Then you why? Know. Yeah. So then why bring back hating uh, Christensen? And then, you know, if you're not going to have flashbacks, because then you can just put anyone in the Vader suit. Like we we expected there to be flashbacks and to get some sort of relationship twist with having Obi-Wan and him, you know, starting out as Vader. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's been pretty interesting. It's been a roller coaster ride to say the least among the fandom, but why don't we get into, you want to just get into episode five real briefly here. Okay. Let's talk about general takes. Let's, let's start with general takes. Maybe for you, how did you feel about episode five? Episode five. Mm, uh, I probably, if I was rating it out of 10 for like the episodes going forward, I would probably say it was like, 8.8 8.8 I I really like this episode because we were finally getting stuff that I thought we should be getting like all of the episodes throughout this was a really good balance of bringing in the past relationship of Anakin Obi-Wan and then also developing the story with like all the characters as well and kind of getting we finally see Obi-Wan you know getting back to his older self and finding the Jedi that he was before yeah, I'd agree. I think this is the strongest episode. And Definitely. I think I think the fan base has, has so far as what I, you know, obviously we have a week, but has agreed upon, you know, like it, it seems to be agreed upon that this is sort of like what everybody wanted to begin with. Yep. And it's just like, OK, so was this that hard? Like the flashbacks, they, they did. It wasn't like super long. They were very quick, but to the point, and it gave us a little something to add to their relationship yeah. and to the story. Yeah. And they could have been doing that throughout the entire uh, season, which is kind of what people wanted. They wanted these like flashbacks mm-hmm. to help add to the story and the relationship of Obi-Wan and Anakin. And uh, you see how well that uh, I think um, uh, impressed upon the fans. Like people were really excited to see that, um, you know, even the first, the first flashback, which we'll get into, we'll get into specifics, but overall, I thought this was the strongest episode from start to finish. No, I a hundred percent agree. Okay. Let's get into some specifics then. So let's, uh, what's one thing, let's start with you, Brian, one thing that you really liked or want to talk about this, uh, in regards to this episode. Um, well, one thing straight off the bat was, okay. So the previous episode, Obi-Wan saves Leia. 
mm-hmm. and then they get back to the station on um Jabin, and then they're having issues there because the droids betrayed them or whatever. And the guy's like, I can't get into the pipes. I can't get into the tunnels. It's too small. And she's like, give me a ladder. And Obi-Wan's like, I trust her. Send her up. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just saved the girl from the Inquisitors. And then there's your station's about to get attacked by like an army. And you're just like, yeah, throw her inside the pipes. Have her, you know, figure out where the wiring is and all this. I just thought that was funny. I'm like, okay, you do you, man. All right. Yeah, I I sort of agreed with that. And I, I don't understand why, why in a place like that, you wouldn't have like a human size area where some guy could walk into considering that there could be electrical issues. Yeah. Why is it only a small or person that could fit up there? Some small droid that they Correct. could have just introduced to uh throw it up there yeah yeah exactly but yeah that was one thing i thought was kind of a little ridiculous but yeah anyways besides that um i guess we can kind of just start with we finally get some flashbacks like right away and these were the flashbacks we were were hoping to get the entire series but um it's you know anakin as a padawan which i thought was interesting um especially because this is like what pre-episode two it would be because he's still a padawan yeah, so it could got... be it could be pre episode two or uh, it could be episode two into the Clone Wars, like like right after he got married or whatever. But yeah, he would well, still, he still be had his hand. Oh, OK. Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah. it would be pre episode two. I didn't notice that. Good catch. Yeah, I noticed that he still had his hand. So, yeah, it was before he was got the robotics on him. Um, but yeah, I it. I, I respect it. The man's 41 and they didn't CGI him. I get it. I respect it. But it was very interesting seeing him trying to play a 17 year old or something at that point. But um, it was a good contrast that they showed the sparring uh, match that Obi-Wan and Anakin were doing to kind of show throughout the entire episode, like just the differences between them and still showing that um, Vader still is, you know, Anakin down deep inside there. So, yeah, no, I, I like that as well. I like sort of the lesson that's being taught because now we're going back to how are they going to um, make it make sense for episode four, right? Like, how, mm-hmm. how, you know, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. So what lesson, because I, that's what they have to do. What lesson is Anakin or Darth Vader going to learn from Obi-Wan? Right. And it seems like this is going to sort of be the lesson. I will say the only interesting part to me, and this is a small nitpick because I loved it. And I I loved even the fact that they didn't really de-age them because like we've been waiting for these characters to be on screen. So I'm not going to make a big fuss over that. hundred percent. It seemed like Anakin was stronger than Obi-Wan. And if this is before episode two, and then you go through episode two into all the clone wars into episode three revenge of the Sith. And when they were fighting at the end, um, remember when we did our uh, great, good, bad, ugly, uh, when it came to revenge of the Sith, George Lucas wanted to make it clear. Remember, I think Spencer mentioned this, that Mm -hmm. Anakin and um, Obi-Wan were of the same level at that point. I'm just surprised that he overpowered him so easily when they were sparring. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now you've got like another how many years of training slash True. battle and stuff. So how are they on equal terms well, at the I, end of Revenge of the Sith? Well, they're clearly not on equal terms because Obi-Wan <laughs> still did win. You know, so well, he got Anakin the high ground still. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anakin still had stuff to learn. I mean, you know, he he still wasn't thinking with a clear head power wise. Maybe he was on the same level as Obi-Wan, but just, you know, um, just mind wise. He just wasn't. That's why Obi-Wan could still beat him even uh, in episode three. So, yeah. And, you know, what it could be, too, maybe Obi-Wan was on purposely not trying his hardest because he's trying to teach a lesson as the master. There could be that too. So yeah, Yeah. I was just saying that was one little thing that I'm like, Oh, this, but you know, you can explain that away, (laughs) but yeah, Yeah. but that was real nice. I I mean, I liked it. I think that the lesson was, um, uh, he he was so focused and, and intent on grabbing victory that he lets his defenses down. Right. That's basically what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that he's yeah, he he doesn't focus more on like his surroundings. He's just mm. on the yeah, what's going on right in front of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, then um let's see here. Why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about then uh Riva a little bit. I'm trying yeah. to keep in order as much as I can here, but uh, so we find out Riva's story, which I think is about two episodes like a little bit late so we can empathize with her longer before she does, you know, die um, or whatever happens to her. Um, But I thought that was kind of an interesting, I I liked it. And my, my thing is like, so I guess just to recap is basically she's trying to get as close to Darth Vader to try to kill him. That's for, for taking out her friends of the Jedi, her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I love that. I love that because I thought, remember, we read that article that they it almost sounded like the Jedi were going to be viewed as bad people here or whatever. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that. But I kind of like this. Um, the uh, but there was something. Let me think here. Well, let me just ask you, what did you think of that storyline that the. um The idea I, to get close to Vader, I. I thought it was good. It kind of showed what her motivations were and why she wanted to become Grand Inquisitor. And I was wrong. She's not pregnant. No. She, uh, yeah. At the table, <laughs> when she was grabbing her stomach, it was just grabbing the uh, the hole that Vader uh, left when she uh, he stabbed her in the mm-hmm. uh, in the room there. But um, no, I I like the storyline with her and kind of where it developed. Um, the uh her like um her surviving that and then like because initially what i thought it like she escaped with the other padawans and somehow maybe they all died and then you know she found her way to becoming a grand inquisitor and wanted to just work her way through the ranks so i'm glad it was something different than that i never really thought of you know we'll learn kind of a little bit later that vader was aware of who she was the entire Mm -hmm. time as well so even that part of the story was very interesting and added a lot of suspense on to what happened in the episode yeah and the other thing is like it can almost now you know there were some moments when we talked about like episode one and episode two that she was a little over the top uh in my mm-hmm. opinion i don't know if you felt that way but that's how i felt no oh, yeah cutting um, off a lady's hand yeah right right kind but of. i think it was like she was trying to 
make sure that everybody around her was convinced that she was a bad guy. Oh, now I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Now that's why she was a little over the top the entire time. No. Yeah. I agree with you. And when I rewatched this for the good, bad and ugly, um, yeah, I think you're going to see that a little bit more just knowing where her story leads that. Yeah. This was most of it was just an act to uh, portray like, you know, just to get to Vader, like she was willing to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. So her story, I think, came in. It was it was kind of like simple, but it was I, I thought was effective and it made a lot of sense. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I would have to say getting stabbed as a youngling with a lightsaber. I don't know how she survived that. Um, I mean, it does carter- cauterize the wound, but who well, knows? Qui- the granite Qui- gun. Qui- gun. <laughs> that's a that's a wee bit different (laughs) he just didn't have the will to live man unfortunately no yeah yeah the second time i could understand because she's using the dark side and when you're using the dark side of the force you can uh, who knows maybe he did it on purpose to see what would happen i don't know yeah yeah who knows yeah that, that would be the only thing I'd be like, ah, that's a little sketchy that she could survive that, but it's not that big of a deal. Well, whatever. she survives it again. Well, well the second, the yeah, the second time I kind of get it just because she's, you know, like when Darth Maul survived being chopped in half using the dark side of the force, you know, so she, that's mm. what she's kind of playing into at this point. Mm. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. So she could survive the second time. The first time, though, I don't know as a youngling how you get stabbed in the stomach and live but yeah and yeah that's very interesting yeah okay what's the next thing you'd like to uh kind of discuss about this episode um i guess if we stay on with uh reva there um just her so we find out that you know towards the end of the episode um she's being used the whole time by vader Mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting um it's also this weird thing because, you know, when she spoke with Obi-Wan through the door, like he's trying to redeem her. But it's this weird thing in the previous episode, she was going to torture a little girl to get what she wants. Like, it's still a thing that happened. So why are we thinking like, oh, she can, you know, redeem herself, which is a very like it's a very Disney thing. It's the same thing with like um, the the latest trilogy with like Kylo Ren. He kills Han Solo. And then, like, he's still redeemable, even though he did this stuff, which I just, you know, that part of it was just like, okay, it's a very, like, Disney Plus thing right now where it's like nobody's truly just, like, a bad guy. They can kind of, you know, become a good guy again, Yeah, which is a little bit annoying. Well, so it started with Darth Vader, and for some reason, it's the theme of Star Wars now. Like, we have this one guy who's a villain who did all these bad things, who his son you know got through to him and he he sort of redeemed himself in a way but he died and i don't know but i'm with you though like why does everybody like the be- the issue with vader is that his his redemption was just like it was death like you know mm-hmm. he he saved the luke and he died so like in those last moments he was redeemed but really he wasn't you know he just did a good deed like right before before he died and that was it um just in in the later stuff now it just seems like you know they they do all this horrible stuff and then they do one thing it's like okay you're good now it's like no that's not how it works yeah no i i 100 agree i just feel like why can't they just have 
bad guys for the sake of a hundred percent. It's like, it's like, it's like if you were trying to turn the grand inquisitor, you know, is he redeemable at this point? Hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree. I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't, that's why like, you know, we've talked about this on other podcasts a little bit, just, but like my favorite character is Darth Maul, like villain and star Wars, mm-hmm. just because he's just like, he he's the villain. He, he there's no like him trying to be good, try you know pl- playing both sides. Yeah. He's like I'm I'm a bad guy and I like to be bad <laughs> kind of thing. You know? No, so, yeah, it, exactly. Nobody's yeah. trying to redeem Darth Maul at some point, like trying to get him over to the light side. So yeah, correct, correct. Okay, uh, another thing about Reva that I figured we could talk about is that scene. So uh, Obi Wan decides to give himself up. And I'll tell you, this was one part of the episode that kind of baffled me. So he comes out and they put him down and basically he's trying to talk Reva and, uh, Hey, I'm not, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Vader to you is what he said to her. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Reva put him back into the, the tunnel there. Um, I, I think it was to get that distraction that they needed because if obi-wan was in front of vader i i don't think that he would have you know been able to i think he was still had enough focus which he obviously did with uh reva you know taking the upper hand or something like that but i think with him being in that ship and you know using his force capabilities it kind of weakened him enough to do that that's what my logic behind it was kind of thinking like why would she still let him get away um I think they were anticipating that that would frustrate him enough for him to lose focus. Hmm. You know, I could say, yeah, I guess if, if Vader would have approached Obi-Wan out in the open like that. Yeah. Um, the stormtroopers would have been there too. If Riva tried to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that. That's, okay. that's a good, that's a good explanation. So she basically put him in there so that he could get away so Vader had to focus on going after Kenobi. Yeah, because even when he was tearing apart the ship, um, he could still sense Obi-Wan because that other ship was right behind him. So, you know, I think that kind of played part into it as well, where he was still putting more of his focus. I think she was a little late on um, attacking him. I agree. I agree. You know, she, yeah, I think she was hesitant on attacking him and that was her downfall in this yeah no i agree i agree 100 percent with that uh okay another thing you wanted to talk about um uh the lightsabers in the crate oh um, yeah that scene that they kind of went through did you recognize any of the lightsabers there was one i thought i recognized um i'm trying to think one kind of looked like um quinlan Voss's lightsaber Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the third one in, I think, from the left side. Yeah, but I, that's the only one that I recognized. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't recognize any. Just okay. seeing if you did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one, no, one... but it'll be it'll be interesting because I don't think they would show those without it leading into something more with the Jedi. Um, but yeah, I was even looking through like some because I was even thinking maybe they like show Mace Windu's lightsaber. Mm. That's what Just, I talked to uh, kind of like, you know, show if he's alive or dead or something like that. But I didn't recognize his in that pile as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get a little bit more um, 
on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised they give up their lightsabers, though. Like, so, like, in, did they give them up or did they, um, like, did they find those from Fallen Jedi? Oh, okay. See, I thought, like, why would it be, that would make more sense than what I thought because I was like, why would they give up their lightsabers because they need to still protect themselves? Well, yeah. Or, I mean, if they're trying to hide and, you know, the best way to do that, it's, it's kind of what Obi-Wan did. He buried his lightsaber out in the desert just so, you know, he wouldn't draw attention because maybe just having it close by is too much of a, you know, a liability. You know, it's something that you would use if you need it more. So, but yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if, uh, if they gave them up or if those are found. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That'd be interesting if they touch on that at all, because like it could yeah. have been, you know, like you said, either fallen Jedi or yeah, I don't know. But again, I don't know why they would give them up if it were the Jedi, because even, even if you want like Cal Kestis, uh, you played fallen order. No, I just downloaded it. I need to play it yet. Okay, this ain't really a spoiler because it's oh, right yeah. in the beginning, but Cal yeah. Castus had his lightsaber in the very beginning of the game. Like he had it on him ready to fight. And I think that's like the, the Jedi that should be like their last resort to expose themselves is like, if I have to, yeah. I'm going to get my lightsaber out. But yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about Vader. He was awesome, right? Like, uh, yeah, I... I have in big old letters, Vader, awesome scene with ship. So <laughs> <laughs> everything about him, just like the ship, uh, he did get uh, his, uh, it kind of reminded me of episode nine when Chewie was on a different ship that, you know, the one, you know, how yeah. Ray blew up and there was this yep. other ship apparently kind of reminded me of that. Uh, mm -hmm. I do wonder why he didn't just grab the other ship right away, but maybe like he used his force. I don't know. Like if. Um... Uh, so when I was watching, um, I usually watch with subtitles on and in the description for it, when he was grabbing the ship closer to the earth, it says Vader straining. So I think he was used up most of his power in that moment to get the ship there and then like rip out the hull and stuff. And so he just didn't have enough power to, uh, you know, have enough time to get the second one as it blasted away. And that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But it that was cool that he brought down that ship like Star Killer. I don't know if you, you ever play the Force I, Unleashed. Yeah. No, I haven't, oh. but I've been hearing that reference since the episode came out. So yeah, I watched something explaining what that was. So yeah. Yeah, it pulls down the ship, he rips it out the thing, which was super yeah. awesome. And then the scene where uh along with that, the fight scene with uh Reva. Yeah. No, that the the ship scene when he was pulling it down, it it had that like gravitas as the um the Luke scene in um Mandalorian when he was fighting through like the hallway. Mm. It was it was so cool to see that, and then it led into that fight with Riva, which the fight was good. It was just um, I liked how it showcased. It vader's ability i wish he would have used his own lightsaber i do like that um it kind of showed like he didn't even need to use his own because she was so weak just compared to him she was just so weak and just like out of her class with it but um yeah the the it was shot like it was shot kind of weird it was like kind of shaky cam my wife pointed out that it was yeah it was shot very like close up and i'm not sure why they were doing that okay 
Yeah, that I I actually enjoyed it. It almost was like he was like, "You're not even worth my lightsaber." That that's, that's the, very true. That's yeah. like he's so powerful. He's like, "You're not even worth my my I know, lightsaber." But I just want him to bust out his saber. I... Oh man! <laughs> no, you're not. You would have been dead in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then and then when he he took her lightsaber and cut it in half, mm-hmm. basically he like pitied her and threw her lights her half a lightsaber back to her to let her yeah. try again <laughs> just like yeah. he's just toying with her at this point or even before that when she's like spinning her blades and he like stops it from like spinning like mm-hmm. oh that was so good so good and it was interesting yeah. how her style of like fighting was very like low to the ground and aggressive but he was able to like combat that very easily too yeah, and I think um, when he had the double blade, he did, and I, I think I saw this on TikTok, where he did the same stance as Ahsoka does with two blades. Yes, when um when he, because initially, what is it? She bats away his lightsaber, which is kind of like a, um, a flaunt by him, and then he's able to take hers away from her and then grab the other one. And then he has a stance with both of them, which was just like, it, it was awesome. He was just toying with her the entire time. Yeah. But yeah. It was so good. So good. I just like, yeah. and then, and then in that same scene, um, that's where we find out that he knew who she was all along. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I do think you're right though. I think the moment Reva should have went after him was when he was holding on to the ship. That would have been the time when he was like pulling the ship down. And I wonder why would everything decided like why she decided at that moment when everything was sort of calm and he's just staring up at the ship and, you know, realizing he can't get to it or whatever. Yeah. Or I even thought like she turned on her lightsaber and then pulled it over her head. And I thought that was interesting why she didn't just like turn it on and then it kind of like just goes through him right. instead of doing that as well. Kind of like she did to the Grand Inquisitor, right? Because that's how yeah, she, no, she did ex- it. With exactly. The- yeah. yeah. But obviously we know what the outcome of the series is. So yeah. <laughs> I wonder though <laughs> if it's like, die, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's more of like a vengeance thing. Like she wants to throw everything she has into it, like and feel Maybe. it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grand Inquisitor. He's not dead. He's not dead. It was a ploy the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about uh because we're sort of at the end? I don't let me think. Did we did we get anything else? Oh, um uh, one, before we move off Vader, real yeah. quick, uh the order sixty six scene. Um with Anakin. Yeah. You're saying? Yeah. Uh I loved it. It was <laughs> Once again, you guys, you guys talked about it last week. I think Chris brought it up where it's this like it's this weird thing of adults are watching it and it's a kid's show mm-hmm. and showing him murking kids in that council chamber again multiple times was just like, whoa, even when the um the smuggling lady died and she had like blood on her hands sort of a thing. It's just a weird it's a weird mix of things going on in this series. Um but yeah, no, the uh sorry, what <laughs> the what the 66. Yeah, the order then... 66. I like those flashback mm-hmm. um scenes that they were doing. Yeah, and, and this is the thing that I don't understand what fans were like, oh, we don't need flashbacks. It's like, dude, 
it's like about Obi-Wan and Anakin and how they're dealing with their trauma, right? Vader and, Mm -hmm. and how, uh, you know, how they're overcoming that trauma. So the trauma came from the past. So those flashback scenes, I think like, did people like think that it was going to be like a whole episode of flashbacks? Because I'm, I'm talking like these, these are only like 30, a minute, you know, like I'm saying they weren't that long. No. Yeah. After the first one we got on course on where they were starting to fight, it took a while to get to the second flashback. And I almost thought like, oh, we're just going to get that one the entire episode. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this was a very good contrast of like um, having flashbacks in something where it didn't like overshadow the entire. Correct. Thing. It added. Especially, yeah, it added on to especially like when um, in the fight, you kind of notice like when. Obi-Wan has the upper hand it then flashes to um Vader's like his perspective going on currently what's mm-hmm. going on in the episode and then when uh Vader has the upper hand it kind of flashes then to um Obi-Wan's perspective and it's kind of showing that they're kind of thinking of the same thing um they're connected right now on what's going on in Jabim so they're both kind of thinking of like this battle that they're having on Coruscant as a perfect like illustration of what's going on right now with them so yeah yeah i agree 100 percent with that yeah uh and, and it was i thought it was really good storytelling as far as yeah. like yeah good storytelling um yeah. tala was, uh yeah what about her she's dead did you she's care dead. not really i kind of <laughs> assumed i kind of, the only other thing that could have gone on was her being a love interest for obi-wan and we know that's not gonna happen so yeah <laughs> Yeah, if only they made yeah. Rey if Ray was yeah, exactly. <laughs> if yeah, that was a perfect way to introduce Ray as a Kenobi. But yeah, <laughs> no, uh, no, that I just felt like that scene was meant for us to like feel something, and I just felt because her, I don't know, I never got attached to her, so it was just like okay, she's gone. It's sad that she she died, but I wasn't yeah. like sad she's gone. I, guess, I mean, for the last two episodes, we kind of dig it. I mean, I got a little attached to her, but I kind of expected her to die. I never thought like she would continue on with the resistance. I kind of knew this as the outcome of what would happen with her. Mm, it just you. it always felt like she was only there for a short time and then, you know, would be gone, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And that's what Chris was saying, too, like because we kind of know the outcome a lot, a lot of the characters. We oh, kind of yeah. like it's hard to get emotionally invested like Leia, like it, it, we know he, she's going to survive. So anything she does yeah. that's suspenseful, it's like, well, she'll get out of it. Right. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, anything else about this? Yeah. episode? There was one thing that was interesting to me. Um, how did Senator Organa know about Vader? Because in that hologram they sent to Obi-Wan, he like said, like, oh, I know we shouldn't be communicating. So if they haven't been communicating, how then did he know, like, was afraid that Vader would, you know, find the kids or that Vader was Anakin? So I know, like, he would have known that the kids did come from Padme and that they mm-hmm. were Anakin's kids, I would assume. Yeah. But how? Hmm. Yeah, because how Obi-Wan would... didn't know that Anakin survived. No, and I don't think he's had in this show so far, he hasn't had a communication with senator organa mm. back to him Do, does the senate you know because it's a uh a, a galactic 
empire, but there's still Here's, a Senate. Nobody knows. Yeah, but nobody knows the identity of Vader. Right. He usually kills that. Are you saying like the Senate would know his identity? Or would they know of Vader? They would know of Vader, but. Not that he's Anakin. Not that he's Anakin. So why would he then be worried that he's, you know, going to go find Luke if he doesn't know that Vader is Anakin? Well, he was in the meeting when they were like, we need to separate these kids. So, man, I got to re like we just watched episode three. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's just very weird that he knows that Anakin is Vader and worried that he's going to go after Luke because even Obi-Wan didn't know that. And you would think that the Senator would have told him before he went on a mission to find Leia, like, Hey, Anakin's still alive sort of a thing. But Obi-Wan found that out on his own. So I don't know. It was weird that that hologram was very weird to me that he would be worried about him going to Luke. So it just sets up a weird thing in the story where now um, Reva found that and now she's going to Tatooine for what purposes I don't know yeah that's gonna be interesting but so okay so at the end of episode three it was Yoda Kenobi and Bail Organa and they basically are like hey let's we got to separate the kids to make them hard to find yes who were they trying to make sure didn't find the kids I it would have been, I, I believe it was Palpatine. I would think it would be Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, b- because Obi would have thought Anakin was dead. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. And then. Because I would assume it would be Palpatine because if he would have known that if uh, Anakin would have been dead, and then, you know, his offspring, if he would have known about them, he would have tried to get them. Yeah. Unless if he's talking about, did he say Vader or did he say he and he's maybe referring to the Empire Emperor knowing about Luke and Leia in that I, hol- hol- message? I mean, it, it made it seem like he was talking about Vader. Yeah, that's what you know. I implied too. So again, this is why it's really tricky to go back in time <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and bring it in, which is is one of my things that I'm just like, I don't, uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but I'm just like, that. we got one more episode left and this is a big thing that needs to be covered now, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, that's, that's a good sort of plot hole a yeah. little bit. And then it was kind of convenient that the one thing that dropped was the very thing someone needed to find out, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost too convenient, Uh, Um, which I don't like that. And it's almost like a, I don't know, plot convenience, like, Oh, the one thing that you can't drop. Oh, you drop that one thing. And then then she happens to be four feet away from it. And, you know, she's dying on the ground and she just happens to go over and pick it up to see what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a very convenient, yeah, plot hole, like you were saying. And not only that, like the fact that Vader let her live. Yeah, that once again, I don't know. Maybe he's still using her for some reason. That's my only thing that I can say to justify it is that he's still using her. And that could be very possible. Yeah. 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 Um, But because we still I think there needs to be a rematch still between Obi-Wan and Vader, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So somehow 
Vader finds Obi-Wan again. Probably not. I'm not, I'm not going to imagine it's on Tatooine though, because that would be too close to home. Mm, And he hates sand. And he hates sand. He doesn't want want to deal with sand. Yep. That's it. Uh, Yeah. That's a, you know, what's a, uh, was that one village in? No, I don't think so. Has has Vader been ever been on a planet with sand? I think that one where he fought Obi Wan earlier this series was mostly sand, wasn't it? What was it? Because yeah. I know it was like some sort of like farmland or whatever they were showing, but I couldn't remember if there was sand there too. Okay. Yeah, the place yeah. in which they fought was heavily sand because remember yes. it had those mounds of like yes. it looked like okay. sand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really care for that either. The fact that he let Reva live it, again, it just seems like uncharacteristic of Vader. So it has to be for a reason. But there was a chance where he well, could have duke yeah. her, which I thought she, he was going to do like. Yeah, Count well, Dooku-er. it just they're just setting up the scenario like we talked about where she can redeem herself and like protecting Luke or something like that. So she's not a bad guy, you know, because they can't be a bad guy in this. So, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Anything else with this episode? Uh, no, that was uh, everything. Yeah, we talked about that transmission to Luke, and yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, find it, uh, interesting that they kind of showed Luke, so I don't know if he'll be part of the last episode where I'll be Uncle Owen and then uh, Luke and then uh, Aunt. Let's, I want to say Aunt Baru, May, but that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Aunt Baru, I believe. Aunt Baru. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That yes. may because she's already dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rip. Rip. Yeah. Um. Any any predictions for the last episode? We're gonna get a fight scene with Vader and Obi Wan, and I hope it's on caliber with the uh, last fight they had on Mustafar. I really do. Um. It was it was really cool seeing them fight on um, Coruscant, like the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we get at least like one more flashback scene or something where it's not them fighting, but just more like talking or something like that. That would be really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. That'd be kind of awesome. Um, I I honest, the only thing that I'm going to predict because I feel like it has to happen is Leia's mind has to get wiped. I just yeah, I. There's, I don't know. There's two big things that I'm like that this series kind of got to figure out, I guess. Number one, the Empire knows that Leia is a sore spot for Obi-Wan at this point. Mm-hmm. Too many people have seen her not to know. Um, so how, why does the Empire not continue just to go capture her, you know, like Vader or whatever, just to lure Obi-Wan out? And I just feel like Leia and Obi-Wan are too close for Leia to send that message in episode four, the way she did. I just feel like that's not the way you talk to somebody who you had these kind of experiences with. So, um, and also in episode four, she doesn't like, she's not broken up when Obi-Wan dies in episode four. Like Luke is the one that's broken up. It's like, if she knew him this well, don't you think she would have been just as sad if not? Because it's almost like she has a better relationship with Luke yeah. than Obi-Wan I, does. True. But I mean, it is like this entire thing takes what I'd say at most like a week to two weeks time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a week to two weeks for like 
when she was 12 and then there's 10 years that pass. So, I mean, if she doesn't keep in contact with it, I can kind of see like not having too much of an emotional connection, but I having her in this just is such a weird thing to do in the first Mm -hmm. place, because it just opens up this can of worms with what happens in the future uh, movies. So they better find a way to rectify this because, yeah, it's going to make a lot of people mad. Right. And and, and here's the thing. I don't think George Lucas meant for Obi-Wan and Leia to meet before in between episode three and four. So for people who said, oh, Leia knew him in episode four. No, he didn't. Uh, And I mean, no, she did not, because George didn't have that in his story that like this is a Disney thing. So uh, this is something they want to do, which is fine if they do it, but they just got to do it right. So it could be interesting if Obi-Wan like. Like takes away those memories and puts memories of her mother in place of them. And that's why she'll have like flash backs of her mother those you know in episode eight i I mean uh six she mentions that to luke Mm, interesting yeah that could be interesting because then that would fill a plot hole that this uh george himself made so (laughs) yeah so that that would be interesting but yeah i think that's the one big thing for me like that they have to figure out how to explain in a way that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense okay man anything else no Next week finale. Yeah. Er, early rumors are it's supposed to be an hour and 33 minutes. I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know. That's I what I said. I saw saw somebody say that like, oh, the the uh, what's it called? The uh, not the spoilers, but the sources sources say an hour and 33 minutes. I'm like, if it no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Maybe 33 minutes. Total. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's 33 minutes of uh, actual story and an hour of credits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Brian, for coming back on. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. If you haven't yet, please follow me on YouTube, which I'll just uh, post some clips of our podcast. And uh, also follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore entertainment. That's where I'll show I drop podcast. And uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.